In this house, you'll hear from courageous people who have stepped into their power after turning challenges into grit that creates, motivates, and levels up. I'm Parker Phoenix, and this is my house. Welcome to House Momentum. Today, I welcome Tisa Monet to House Momentum. She is the creator of Bless Our Mothers, a lifestyle brand creating natural skincare and wellness products made to promote healing and self-care. As a new entrepreneur entering the wellness industry, Tisa decided to create a niche that caters to cultural healing. Inspired by the strength, the love, and life of her grandmothers, she grew a brand that promotes wellness and self-care while also educating people of color on cultural healing practices. I know that you love to travel. I miss traveling. I I can't wait to get on a plane um, and go somewhere. But you've gone to some pretty amazing places. You know, I see on your Instagram, it always gives me FOMO every time. Thank you. Um, But can you describe a trip where it really left you inspired? It really left you in awe? You know, I think traveling is, that's what traveling is supposed to do. It's supposed to expose you and make you feel different things. Can you describe a place that you either went to recently or in the past that just ticked all those boxes? So, yeah, so in 2018, um, me and a group of friends, probably maybe seven or eight of us, we went to Ghana and West Africa. And we went initially because we went for New Year. It was a like Christmas slash New Year's trip. And we initially went because we we're like, oh, around this time is when, you know, they have the most fun and like they do a bunch of events and a bunch of different restaurants do different things. So it'll be a great experience to, you know, see the city. So we went. And of course, this is my, this would have been my first time going anywhere in Africa. So it was also just that, listen, you're going home. Home. Like you're (laughs) going to West Africa. Like this is, that was just mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. Um, So going there and experiencing like the culture, the people and just everything was just, it was just, I, it's really still hard for me to put into words. I think I wrote about, you know, that trip in my journal for like six months (laughs) after that, because it really changed my life. It really changed my life. And, um, I just, and I just think everyone needs to go back. Um, mm-hmm. We went during a time where they're starting um, this organization called um, um, Year of Return. So Year of Return was the year 2019 from January to December, but we were there 2018 in December. So it was the kickoff. So they were like getting ready for everything. And there were just so many celebrities, um, celebrities who, you know, we didn't even know, we don't even know are African. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they were just going around the city. They bought a ton of people, especially in the entertainment world, um, to come out and just experience. So we were there for that part, not knowing, we didn't know that was going on, but just being there at that time, and, you know, being involved in so many different events that, you know, the president was in and um, traveling to different places throughout the city. It was just it was just amazing. And I need to go back like today. Did you meet anyone interesting on that trip or did anyone in particular stand out that? 
you saw? Yeah, so one person that I met was Richie Lou Dennis, is, and he is currently the owner of um, Essence Magazine. Oh. Um, and Shea Moisture. So all of that. So what he, he was there definitely for the year of return, but what I was amazed about is that he brought his entire family. He brought his entire family with him. I mean, like the children to like, you know, the older people in his family. And I thought that was super amazing. And I did have a chance to talk to him. And it was just like, really just, we were at a restaurant and it was, oh my God, I know who you are. It's nice to meet you. And it was just a short, genuine, like, it's so good to see you here. So good to see the things that you are doing for a lot of black women, actually, he um has like a program where he supports a lot of black women and their small business. So it was really great just to see him there and to just chat with him, like about honestly, just about what we experienced while out there. Yeah. Well, so that, that was great. Amazing. I can imagine that you felt a certain way when you came back home. Did you experience any emotional shifts when you came, returned back back home? Um, yeah, so for me, it was it was actually being emotional there. Right. So a part of the trip, we went to um, a slave castle, and it was basically just where slaves lived. They showed us the dungeons. They showed us, you know, things that they did. They showed us how they arrived there, what it looked like. And that was, like, very emotional. And coming back home... And just understanding what they went through, what our ancestors went through was really, it was really hard for me because then it's something in me that was like, am I making them proud? Am, are they happy? Mm-hmm. So even now, emotional, but no, it's okay. totally. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I, <laughs> no it's okay. It, it, rightfully so. I, that's definitely on my bucket list for myself. Um, when I was, I've been to New Orleans a couple times, and oh, when love I New the, Orleans. love New Orleans. And the first time I went there, it was to visit. Um, we did a plantation tour, um, mm. and one of the plantations, they couldn't even, you know, you know, there were slave homes outside, right? And they're long gone. These things were made out of just, you know, the bare uh, materials as it is. So they had to replicate the, those, those slave huts outside the houses. Um, and even that alone, you were able to walk in and walk around. And right. I just couldn't fathom that, you know, the land that I'm walking on, the, the energy that still exists here, the right. energy in that home, in the basements, seeing where, you know, slaves were, were placed for punishment. And, and it was overwhelming and, and one part that really got to me was there was a, um, a hut in the back where in one of the plantation homes we visited quite a few where there was a book and when slaves then became freer or earned their freedom they would inherit the last name or selected mm-hmm. at least that last name of their owner and i saw my own last name listed on wow there. so wow. it was just like you just it's something Unreal. you can't describe you never can describe it you, it's something that just hits you in the chest in the gut um it makes you feel connected but at the same time you just feel overwhelmed right um, but I, I can guarantee that you're making your ancestors proud i think of the same thing now this whole yeah uh, you know honoring our lineage and you are doing a great job of that right now by launching your lifestyle brand bless our mothers yes. which is just 
so so relevant so authentic so um such a way to honor those who came before us so i would love for you to tell me a little bit more about bless our mothers totally so that trip to west africa had a lot to do with it because um the so bless our mothers is inspired by my grandmothers and they were just two women who were completely different but are very prominent in my life to this day even when i was younger um so i i just wanted to do something to honor them and a lot of it was okay you want to do something but it also has to be something thoughtful it has to be something that helps people it has to be something that is not just there just because you know you want to do it like you know what it, what are you do what are you doing so a lot of it was okay how can i make this something that is personal to me but also can resonate with people can help people and you know everyone will love it um so i knew i would do something with my hands i knew i had to create something and that's just that's just in me. Um, I love to do different, like make things. I love to write things like that. So I knew it was something with my hands. Then going to West Africa and seeing um, just the history of shea butter and like what it means to women and what it means to communities and how strong these women are. They support their families just by making shea butter. So all of that was mind blowing to me because I've been using shea butter since I was a child. I never knew this. I never knew this. Of course, I knew it was made in different parts of Africa, but that's all I knew. I didn't know how it was made. I didn't know the majority of only women make it. And (laughs) it was just mind blowing to me. So I'm like, you know what? I am like, that is going to be a part of it. So. That's how my first drop for Bless Our Mothers came about with the shea butter and creating that. I mean, I remember just making things with my grandmothers and I knew that to honor them, it was going to be something that they taught me specifically. Right. So that's how it came about. And it was something that, you know, I thought about for a really long time, but it was just thought. I'm a writer, so it was just always writing things down and you know if I thought about something I would write it down but I wasn't acting on it and that trip inspired me a lot and then also COVID came and then quarantine and I just needed something to kind of be able to step outside of like what was going on in the world and like in our community and this is kind of what eventually healed me in that time because this brand I want I wanted to inspire people I want to educate people I want people to you know learn there's other ways to heal besides you know the you know maybe therapy or things like that like yes of course do that I'm not saying don't do that but there's also things that you can do for yourself in your own home that will help you gradually oh yeah and doing it for we think healing is something that's just happening to us in that moment right but what you're doing it spans across, it goes to your grandmothers, their mothers, their mothers, and and so on. So you're kind of healing like this lineage of your family in this right. process at the same time. And that makes a powerful difference that what we talk about, you know, cycles within families, right. what you're doing is 
amplifying and honoring it in such a way that it just clears and heals throughout from, right. from you to the past. Um, and it, that's something that is possible. And some people need yeah. to view healing in that way. It goes, yeah. it's more than just you that it affects. Um, but it, that's amazing. It sounds like obviously your grandmother's had uh, such profound influence on the brand, but when it comes to personal lessons that me that you've taken with you i know i have a few from from my grandmothers um what are those personal lessons that you take with you on a daily basis from them Mm. well okay so my grandmothers like they're two totally different women they're so opposite of each other and it's just funny and amazing to me at the same time um so one of my grandmothers she's just that typical housewife she raised like four four children and it was three meals a day it was you know cleaning up the entire house every single day taking care of a husband it was it was that and then on the other hand I have this other grandmom who um was married and then divorced and she was raising oh four kids also like basically as a single parent but also she didn't take any mess and she was firm. She was loving, but very firm. She was that woman who was into civil rights and taught, taught me things of, you know, of that field. Um, so they were very different and I've learned a lot of different things from them. Um, my grandmother, Ira May, oh, she just taught me to be kind. She is the kindest person I've ever met I don't even know how that's possible but I literally look at her and she is just so loving I could bring in a stranger off the street and she's immediately feeding them or and like loving them hugging them and you know maybe that's just her being southern but her kindness is just beyond me um my other grandmother Amelia she is just the epitome of strength to me. And she is the person that was always pushing me to be myself, no matter what, no matter what I wanted to do, no matter, you know, what I wanted to be, it was always okay, but you need to be yourself. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And those two things I take with me everywhere. I mean, I'm. I mean, I think I'm kind. I think I'm. Yes, like you are <laughs> myself. I don't think I'm to like my grandmother's level, but I mean, <laughs> close I enough. No, there. it's in you. It's I in you. I might get there. I might get there. But <laughs> yes, definitely. Those those are some um, lessons that they instilled in me from the time I was a baby to like a grown adult. And they're still to this day. They're still with us. They're they're see the brands and so my grandmother Amelia, she passed about ten years ago. But my grandmother Ira, she's alive and well. She just turned ninety two in December, and she's still kicking. So she's oh, wow. amazing. Amazing, and it's yeah, great that blessing. she gets to see that you you do this. I'm pretty sure she feels beyond proud. Yes, my grandmother from my, my mother's side passed when I was five, but I do remember an immense amount of love. She. my memories of her are just her being well but she did pass from cancer and had cancer the entire first five Mm -hmm. years of my life as a child looking at my memories i couldn't even tell you that because she just carried on taking care of the family cooking you know just being active oh my gosh and then um my father's mother she's still alive and she 
really taught me like just to embrace kind of our femininity femininity um yes embrace that divine feminine within us she you know she got a, a pixie cut but it's blonde <laughs> my grandmother it. is blonde just, pixie cut. she has her it. her piercing a mole piercing <laughs> uh, her nails are done it. i've never seen her not done like not i love it like she she Isn't doesn't it even, amazing she, yeah i'm like when did you have time to do this you know she got her martini just you know cooling at 11 30 a.m <laughs> just chilling on the side um but i love that because she's this is how she's been my entire life and she's still right gets the job done she still she, you know worked full-time she still took care of her family she still did all these things but she embraced herself she's like you're gonna right. you're gonna see when you see me you're gonna see me but going back to bless our mothers when it was just an idea because we all have ideas mm-hmm. this, this podcast was a long idea for a while yes. and then you finally get going what kind of challenges did you personally come across because now you're, you're using your hands to create you know this it's not you know using technology this is really something that's so authentic and, and involves a lot of creation what challenges did you come across from the vision to the execution I think my biggest challenge and if I could do it all over I would start here there would be just doing everything on my own I I'm not one to ask for help a lot of times and what I learned about trying to build a business is you will legit wear yourself out and also you don't know everything you don't know everything so my biggest challenge from from like just make having this as an idea to you know launching it was girl you need to get help you need <laughs> to get help like even with like my friends and family a lot of them didn't even know what I was doing I feel like I may have told like honestly Alicia I think I told like maybe four or five people what I was doing and was it because you, were, you <laughs> didn't, were you, were you afraid to tell them and to hear, hear a reaction where you didn't, did you want to surprise um, them? Any judgment you know were you afraid of? I think it was just that I'm, I'm so blessed that people fully, fully support me. I mean, my friends, my family. I could call my mom right now and tell her I'm going to the moon and she would like try and help me get there. Okay. (laughs) I am so supportive in that. Like I'm so supported and I feel like a part of me not telling anyone was just that this was just something I had, I was doing for myself, something that was helping me. And I just didn't want too many opinions and I didn't want anyone to maybe say, you need to do it this way or think of doing it that way, which now I feel like that's fine. That's fine. It's fine to have like, you know, different opinions um, from different people because at the end of the day, you're not selling this to yourself. (laughs) So you need other people's opinions. So, but I do think that was just my thought that I didn't want anyone to cloud or change or, you know, do anything to make me, I don't know, not doubt myself, but like just change what I was, what I was thinking or doing, which right. is so weird. Well, cause you're doing something so near and dear to your heart that 
it's a different type of criticism now. Like it, yes. now it's, it, it hits 10 times harder than, you know, just working, you know, regular other, a job that you're emotionally disconnected to. Right. Now it's like anything someone says is like, oh God, you know, like now mm-hmm. it hurt, it, you feel it a bit more. Um, and yeah. it's, you're being vulnerable. You're, this is you putting right. yourself out there to the highest extent. So it makes complete sense. And when feedback comes from people that you love, it means a lot more. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just yeah. like want to hold off on them. Were there any surprises along the way, whether it be from an actual physical challenge like, or how do I get this done? Or I wasn't expecting to, to have to do this to produce this product. Um, just because I, I, I'm always curious about that with people who, who business owners who are have a physical product that they're selling or pushing out there. Was there yes. anything surprising? The most surprising thing to me was that the shea butter industry is extremely exploited. And most companies are owned, girl, owned by white men. Mm. For me to try and find a shea butter distributor in New York, it was very hard. Really? To the point my distributor is not even in New York because it was just fire building up inside of me that every company I contacted and is it started to be my first question was is this company owned by black people yeah or is who who owns this company and I would just be like okay no thank you (laughs) and it's extremely exploited in that way so for me to find a distributor I had to go to connections that I made when I was in West Africa. And wow. that's basically how I found my distributor. They ship it from West Africa. Like these women are making this product with their hands, bagging it up, putting it on a crate, putting it on a ship. And then to me, because I could not find anything, nothing made sense to me. It was no way in the world that I was going to do this, something that means so much to me and something that you know is inspired by black women that a white man's going to produce it no say no i can't believe that's gen- that's genuinely shocking i cannot believe that the fact that you're helping these women who you know who are at the at the real core of it and they're really yeah. this is what they do the fact that you're bringing in the product from there you're you're giving these women kind of you're, you're, you're bringing them here. You're, you're, yeah. you're giving them the opportunity. Um, yeah, and that was one thing that really pushed me because I, and it's not fair trade, like to make shea butter, to take, the shea butter is made from a nut that falls from a tree onto the ground. These women have to go collect it. Africa is hot all year round, okay? You have, they have to go out, collect these nuts, bang them down boil them mix it up like it is the it's so hard I can never do it okay I can never do it I can't even imagine but on top of that they they're not being paid fairly and and if they have a if they are making shea butter nine times out of ten that is how they take care of their family and their community this community is known for making shea butter that is their livelihood period West Africa, everybody is a trader. You, you're you fishing, you're making shea butter, you're making clothing. It's 
you're you have a trade right so for me i'm like no this is not going to work we have to one get this directly from the source and two we have to pay them fairly this is mm-hmm. not like that is not cool at all and i can imagine i'm not getting paid fairly from these other distributors <sighs> yeah jesus oh wow that's... Yeah, so that was a lot of research and a lot, and you know, it's a, there are a lot of shea butter um, brands who they work with different um, different communities in West Africa, and like that just makes my heart warm to know yeah. that you know you are doing the research and you're doing the work to you know find women that you can help and you know are paying them fairly. Right. Absolutely. Wow. Now, was there a time during this process between, you know, discovering, you know, how shea butter is distributed and, and that, that challenge, was there ever a time between that and maybe anything else where you thought, okay, what am I doing? <laughs> is this going to work? Mm-hmm. Is, <laughs> is this going to work? Uh, you know, is, was there a moment where you had, or moments where that thought came across? Yes, totally. Because uh, it was also that the market for, Shea butter is saturated. I mean, listen, you could go to Lush and get shea butter. You can go to Bath and Body Works and get shea butter. So why do you think you need to come to me? The competition is crazy. So I often had that thought, like, why? Why would somebody purchase this from me, purchase this product from me where they can find it way more easily? And I mean, honestly, I still think about that every day because my whole thing is like, when I launched my brand on December 14th, everything sold out that day. Yep. (laughs) And that was like amazing. So I'm so grateful for that. But then there was also something in the back of my head, like, okay, are those people going to come back? Or <laughs> are they just going to be like, mm, one and done? Now, when, so, when, when something speaks to you, when you, it's a good product, when you know how it's the labor behind it, when the story behind it, like I'm sure now like this story has painted a picture where I was like, all right, I'm only buying shea butter from Tisa. Because I know yeah. now the, the labor of love and the and what you've gone through to produce it. And it is, you know, an, an organic product. It is truly yeah. organic. It is truly holistic in, in all ways, shapes, and forms. So, yeah. and, and that speaks a lot to a lot of buyers now. That's become the more important thing as important opposed to, thing, I can yeah. just get it tomorrow. Yeah, there's shea butter in, you know, that this other product on the counter. But what else is in it? You know, that's exactly. another thing, too. Is it going to do more damage? Is it actually, what's the percentage of shea butter that's even in this? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? So the fact that you are probably saying, you know, this is what I go through to produce this and this is who I'm supporting in Africa and this is where it's coming from. That's 100 percent reassuring. And I know that resonates with so many buyers who are very adamant and care deeply about their their skin and their well-being. So with this whole process from beginning to end, what did you what did you discover about yourself that you that you didn't know before? Oh, that that you really never know what you can do until you have to do it because you know I think I'm strong I think I get through a lot of things and a lot of it is because I'm forced to (laughs) you know I'm forced to like 
I have to figure out how I'm going to pay the rent or else I'm going to be on the street. Like, you know, you're forced to do these things, but this, you could, it could have been an option for me. Like I could have, when I was looking for a shade distributor, I could have stopped and said, you know what, this is too much work. I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to think of something else. But I knew I had to push and keep going because people deserve, people deserve it. People deserve to know one where things are coming from. People deserve to like have this attachment to where they come from. And I have to do it. I'm, I'm like, I have to do it. I can't give up. I can't move on to a different product. I have to complete this one because it's so easy to just say, you know what, this isn't working. Let me just go to plan B. But for me, I was like, this is plan A and I don't have, I don't have a plan B. Does it? Yeah. Now taking a look in the future, a peek into the, it could be six months from now, a year, you know, I don't even know what I'm doing next month, so it's fine. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, But what is, what is your goal for Bless Our Mothers long-term? Oh man, man. Um, so currently what I'm working on is I want to find an organization, a not a nonprofit organization that I can work with. And that is going to be my biggest thing for the, honestly, for the year. I want to find an organization that I can work with a hundred percent financially and just supportive, like feet on the ground and helping them. And I do want it to be something probably geared towards, you know, women, moms or of some sort in any capacity. So I am just trying to right now research organizations I can work with. But that is something very important to me because my brand, this product, it's for it's to elevate people. It's to help them heal. It's to help them move forward in life. And like, how can I how can I like just make these things? send them to whoever wants them and not give to my my own community. That doesn't make sense to me. So for me, finding an organization that I can work with hold like wholeheartedly and honestly give them my support in different ways is my next goal. um, Before anything, before anything else, that's definitely what I want to, what I'll be working on. That's amazing. No, giving back for sure. And that would really be full circle. Yeah. <laughs> that would yes. be real, truly full circle. Um, now with your first drop already selling out, I think it's safe to say that your business is gonna grow. Uh, which is great. And I, I believe it will. Thank um you. how do you see your business growing? Is it gonna just stay to Shea Butter? Are you experimenting with other things that you want to look towards the future and dropping? Yeah, so you know what people all the time are saying, okay, what's the next fragrance for the shea butter? And, you know, when are you going to get larger sizes and things like that? And it kind of hurts my heart to tell them. (laughs) Cause we're in a world now where everything is so instant and new. Yeah. So it hurts my heart. I I'm coming out with another shea butter for babies. Um, It's going to be a baby butter. But as I see now, and things could change, but as I see now, there there will only be three shea butters. Okay. But what I want my brand to be is, you know, different products to help you heal, to help educate you, 
on whatever you're going through. So for me, healing to me is journaling. So I want to create journals and, you know, I love to light incense. It just like, oh my God, it just calms me like instantly. So I want to like make my own incense stick. So those things will come. I'm going to give this shea butter review. You know, it'll stay. I won't come out with another <laughs> drop probably for <laughs> six months. I'm going to like do the shea butter and get everybody, you know, what they want. Right. And it, it's never going to go away. Um, but, you know, expanding it to 10 fragrances. No, that's not yeah. what I have planned. It sounds like, you know, throughout this whole process, but also personally, you nurture yourself. You just mentioned through incense and all that. What are other ways that you nurture yourself? What is your momentum, if you will, to to stay motivated? Yeah, like things that currently what's been motivating me are just my friends and people that I know doing something for themselves, you know, taking the time to create, to inspire and create things that they may have been thinking about for years, but finally, like, taking that jump. Like even with you and this podcast, this is amazing. Like this is so Thank amazing you. to me because it just hits differently, you know? It's different because it's inspiring people who are on the same level. And one thing that, you know, I hear a lot is networking on your level. And I think that's so important. Yep. Like a lot of times we try and connect ourselves to people who are in, on a totally different plane from us when we have a friend right next to us doing the same thing, Yep. you know? So what really pushes me are like me seeing people really doing what they want to do. Like, yeah, I have this nine to five, but guess what? I'm putting all my energy into me, into, you know, what I want for myself. And I just think that's amazing. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's, it's true. It's it's something where I, um, you know, after being in the corporate world for some time, you're around all mm-hmm. these, you know, high level people who, you know, think that everything that yeah. they did was gold. And you realize you're not so different from those people. Mm-hmm. You're not. You realize there are many times where I was in a room with smart people, but it boosted me up to where I was like, wait a minute, I can accomplish this on my own. I can, I do, can this. do this. It right. doesn't matter. Why am I putting a label on myself and on this person and in such a way where I'm a little beneath them. No. Um, right. And yeah, it's all about community. We all, in order for us to really shine like authentically, we got to lift each other up too. Mm-hmm. You, it, it's, it's such a yes. communal support that is real. And that's what this is about too. I really want, you know, us to be able to come on a platform, talk about what we're doing and be proud of it. Putting it out there, putting it out. It's already out there in existence, but, you know, keep preaching it because it and claim it because it is true. It's your truth. It's amazing what you're doing. The fact that you're you've gone through so much to source the right shape from the right people in Africa. You're you're, you're doing everything right and you're doing everything from the heart Uh, to learn more and support. Bless our mothers. um, You can go to blessourmothers.com and also follow Bless Our Mothers on Instagram. You've cultivated a brand that truly comes from the heart, and I cannot wait to see your business grow because I know it will. Thank you so much for visiting House Momentum, my dear. Thank you. (laughs) I had a great time. If you'd like to contact House Momentum or learn more about today's guest, email housemomentum at gmail.com.